0: the nature of your emergency welcome back to the tactical living podcast i'm your host ashley walton joined by my co-host detective walton clint how are you i'm good (laughs) You're laughing because this is the second take because you just sneezed.
1: Yeah.
0: Clint is one of those obnoxious sneezers, the kind that didn't learn proper sneezing technique from the time he was a child to the time that he grew up into adulthood.
1: I didn't know there was a rule book for sneezing.
0: I mean, when you're stopping an entire restaurant at a convention because your sneezing is so loud.
1: (laughs) I, I'm a loud sneezer. I can't help it. And they come on fast.
0: Yeah, and it hurts to hear you sneeze. It hurts when I sneeze. (laughs) In today's episode, I wanted to share something personal. And that is that my dad went to prison. And I think that there's something we can all learn from it. Mm -hmm. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. My dad and I this past week had a meeting together at the bank. And in spending so much time together it's very rare that my dad shares a story from his past that I haven't heard a thousand times over. And yet we're sitting there waiting for the bank manager and he's telling me the story about how he went to prison and my dad has onset dementia. So there are times where I have to question the validity of some things that come out of his mouth, but I could tell that there was genuine honesty in what he started to share with me. And My dad is from Canada. His family immigrated over here when he was 12 years old. And at the time, he shared that his mom could obtain citizenship if she wanted to. But for whatever reason, his dad couldn't. So they never did. And they were here illegal starting in, I would say, the early 1960s. And so this 12-year-old boy came over to America, and that was also the end of his education. He never went back to formal education after 12 years old. And so he essentially spent his adolescent years learning English and working. He started working when he was 12 years old as well to help to support his family coming over here to the United States. And eventually his family went back to Canada, but he stayed here. And he's 18 years old out there romping around in Long Beach, California. And he has a girlfriend at the time who evidently outside of her house, there was a guy that came and something happened to where my dad started to fight this other guy in the front of her house. And she ended up calling the cops and the cops came and they started questioning my dad and they're asking him if he had an ID and, why he was here and the topic of him coming from Canada came up. And so they asked him how long he's been here. And he said he was just on vacation. He just recently got here and they're fumbling through his wallet and they see all of these pay stubs, these checks that were dated back for months and months and months. And of course he was working under the table. And they said that, you know, you were caught basically like you've been working here. We know that, You're here working illegally. You're not paying taxes and so forth. So my dad ends up getting arrested and he needed to be deported back to Canada. But apparently it would cost $85 at the time. We're now talking about 1968. And it would be $85 to get an an airplane ticket or he could have the government take him back to Canada. And my dad has always been this lone soul, and he's always worked very hard in wanting to make sure that nobody was giving him a piece of their pie. And he told them that he didn't want the government to pay his way and that he would come up with the money on his own, no matter how long it took, regardless of the fact that he was stuck in prison and didn't have any money. So he sat in there for two months, and it took two months for him to ask his mom from Canada, his girlfriend, who's the reason he got arrested, and his boss at the time to pitch in to get him this $85, you know, it wasn't easy. And so after that long amount of time, he was finally able to get the money and then was sent back to Canada and then eventually came back and became a United States citizen. And I was just so shocked, but but also understanding of his personality that He never wanted a handout from anybody else. And it's actually, you know, as wrong as that is, although in modern time, I suppose it's not wrong in the eyes of so many people, especially living in California and seeing how bad these illegal immigrants are. But how how inspiring is that, that you would spend two months locked up. On eighty five dollars because you didn't want a government handout. And I started to think about what a rarity that is nowadays, because people are so willing to accept any and everything, even from these stimulus checks to a free Obama phone, to free like all these free things that people so willingly accept. And I can't imagine them saying, "Well, let me sit in in confinement for two months before I figure out how to do this on my own."
1: Yeah, we've as a society we've grown so accustomed to receiving those, those free handouts and, and there's no pride or, or anything that we have internally to fight for paving our own paths. And, and that's what sucks to see kind of the way things are going with that. I mean, it's not to say that everybody's that way, but for a big majority of people, it's easier to just say, well, they got it. So why don't I get it? Just accept it, you know? And I, I wonder if that has anything to do with him working his way to get that money to pay for his own way back made it an easier process for him to come back because they said, look, he already worked his way to do this. He didn't accept that $85 from us to get deported. And it was something that they were easier on him for because he actually worked his way to do that.
0: I would love to tell you yes, but it actually took seven more years of him hiding before he would finally start to do things the legal way. Oh, wow. So it took seven more years of maturity and then him realizing that there's a bigger picture for him and he wanted to fulfill that American dream. And the only way to do that was to do things the right way, which he eventually did. And I think that as a society, we've become too comfortable with having these excuses and having so many handouts that it becomes expected. And I think that's a really poor place for us as a society to be in. And it makes me proud that my dad was locked up for those two months because there's so much that he was able to do after that. And I think that's so inspiring to have stories of somebody who wasn't immigrant like this to where I compare it to these stories of People crossing the Mexican border, for example, illegally, and seeing all of the bad that takes place because of that, and the lack of initiative, and the lack of actually wanting to pursue the American dream versus just being handed it.
1: Well, I think nowadays that American dream is, come here and you'll get free handouts. It's not the trying to go out and make a better life for yourself.
0: Yeah. especially in California, we have so many programs where you could be an illegal immigrant. And, you know, it's, it's praised, and we are supposed to bend the knee to them, we are supposed to accommodate them. And, you know, we talk about racism in America, and we don't talk about, you know, it's, you're not allowed to talk about racism that white people experience. And, you know, we've discussed this before, Clint and I, are 100% the minority in the state that we live in. We don't go anywhere where a majority of people are also white. And it's not something we ever consider until we start to have that type of prejudice behavior bestowed upon us. And, you know, that's a bit off topic. That's not what I, I wanted to talk about in this episode, but I think it's important to understand how much has been how much has been worked upon and how much our country as a whole has grown and what it took to be able to get to the place that we are as a country and how much people take advantage of that and how rare it is that you would have stories like my dad's and then also what the government has allowed in terms of the path to citizenship and how simply being here now, it's not the same as it was when my dad was here and then didn't get caught for so long.
1: And it's that dynamic shift. It's crazy to really see how much things have changed from, from that point where your dad was to where we are today. And, and, you know, I'm all for legal immigration in our country. And the sad part is, is a lot of these people are trying to flee, these deplorable conditions that they have to, that they've raised and just been around their entire lives. And now they come up here and they're creating that same environment on so many levels. And it's just sad. It's sad to see.
0: Yeah. It's quite the contrast from a man who came here illegally and then grew up and then realized his American dream and wanting to build his own company and provide employment for, for Other Americans and, you know, to just be be a good person. My dad is such a good person. And I I think that that's a message that we could all take away in terms of how hard are we willing to work? And what is it that is so important to us that we are willing to work that hard, despite how difficult it might be? I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below, subscribe down below. Mm -hmm. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.